of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
glory be to God on high. apostles to ordain in every place, grant that your flock under the guidance of your Holy Spirit may choose suitable men for the ministry of word and sacrament and may uphold them in their work for the extension of your kingdom through Jesus, who is the chief shepherd of your souls, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament is from Proverbs chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live. 
and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself. And he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of a holy one is understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, the first chapter. Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words 
which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, 
where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made,
Dear Brennick and fellow brothers in the Office of the Holy Ministry, also the family members of Brennick who are here and friends, but also the saints here at Peace Lutheran Congregation in Sussex. I bring you greetings on behalf of your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ at Faith Lutheran Church and School in Plano, Texas, where it was my privilege to serve as one of Brennick's pastors and also his headmaster while he taught school, Latin in particular, but also other things at Faith in Plano. It's been my pleasure and joy to watch and support him as he has gone through his seminary training to hear of the call of this congregation and most certainly to be here with my family today. Before the presiding minister this afternoon conducts the rite of ordination for Brennick, he will read the words of our text for the sermon this day, where Jesus said, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of John chapter 20. These glorious words... Our Lord Jesus Christ said to his disciples immediately after his resurrection. We are, they are, as many have noted, the very words of institution of the office of the holy ministry. We learn in these words that Jesus sends his disciples as equals, and he sends them without discrimination, in the same way that he said he had been sent from the Father. And he granted to no one prerogative or lordship over the rest of the other disciples. They were given, as a gift, a spiritual power, a divine command. That divine command was to preach the gospel, to proclaim the forgiveness of sins, to administer the sacraments, and also to excommunicate the godless. But they were not given the power of the sword, nor were they given any authority in the kingdoms of this world. Their authority, the greatest strength that they had would be preaching and the administration of the sacraments, and that would do. In the fourth article of the Augsburg Confession, we believe, teach, and confess. It is also taught among us that we cannot obtain forgiveness of sins and righteousness before God by our own merits or satisfactions, 
but that we receive forgiveness of sin and become righteous before God by grace for Christ's sake. Through faith, when we believe that Christ suffered for us and that for his sake our sin is forgiven and righteousness and eternal life are given to us, for God will regard and reckon this faith as righteousness. As Paul says, Romans chapters 3 and 4. And then very beautifully and seamlessly, the confessors continue to what we note as the fifth article. To obtain such faith, God instituted the office of the ministry. That is, provided the gospel and the sacraments. Through these, as through means, he gives the Holy Spirit, who works faith when and where he pleases in those who hear the gospel. And the gospel teaches that we have a gracious God, not by our own merits, but by the merit of Christ. When we believe this, the confessors wrote, and we confess today. Brinnick, as a preacher of Christ's peace, you must recognize your own sin and your own unrighteousness before God. It is important that you be aware of your own sinful inclination to merit, work, or make satisfaction for your own sin. It's true that one common sin infects us all, including preachers. Be bold to preach the law to yourself before preaching it to others. Study the scriptures. Apply the inspired word of God to yourself. Root out all self-justifications, worldly fascination with pseudo-peace false doctrine, love of popularity, and slavery to mammon. Let God's law, that is the sternness of those holy ten commandments, raw and full throttle, let these have its way with you so that you will have no other place to look no footing, no sure ground to stand upon, except save the person and the work of Jesus Christ alone. But even more, find rest in the peace of Christ. You are baptized. Return to your baptism where you were named a justified sinner saint. Find your strength and courage in daily drowning your old Adam, rejoicing in your death, your burial, your resurrection with Jesus, and walk in newness of life. This all, of course, is necessary since the office that you will serve in is Christ's own office. 
It's his office that he gives. What you preach will be Christ's own preaching. Yes, you will hear the voice of Brennick Christensen, dear people. But insofar that he preaches Christ and his word, it will be Christ to whom you are to listen. Preach to this congregation the law as Christ has given it in his word. I think that they expect it. Preach it. Do not cower from preaching it to men of fame or fortune or high status within the congregation or to those who may have a little more, let's say, rougher demeanor than others. It is very true that while you may drive a certain car and live in a certain house and you might shop at certain stores, nevertheless, in your office as preacher, you are to have no socioeconomic status. And certainly don't let your youth or inexperience detour you. If what you have to say is what Jesus has to say, then people had better listen, and they need to hear it. And if there is that occasion where you have spoken what Jesus has to say and a sinner is cut to the heart, then so be it. For Jesus says, if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. I know, Brennick, that you are a theologian and that you love theology. So I encourage you to be a Lutheran theologian and especially to stand with the old Lutherans who believed and taught that doctrine is life. In season and out of season, preach of the Jesus who has freely justified sinners by grace through faith. Heal the brokenness wreaked by the savageness of sin. Love your people. Love them by telling them that by the life and death of Jesus, God has certainly made satisfaction for their sins. Tell them again and again what it means to bear the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in and through their baptisms. Tell them what it means to wear the robe of Christ's righteousness. Tell them that the false peace of this world will only lead them to despair. But in Christ, and in Christ alone, there is true there is everlasting peace. Tell them why you get up every morning. And I don't mean just because you have to be at work. Tell them why you have submitted to the call of this congregation. Tell them why you are to be their pastor. Tell them that even on your most trouble-filled days, you have indeed every reason to rejoice 
for Christ is your Savior, even as he is theirs. Tell them that when Jesus said, peace be with you, he had accomplished that peace by his death and by his resurrection. Tell him, tell them that what he has accomplished for you, you have received and that what he has accomplished is also for them. Since Pastor Christensen is also to especially devote his service among this congregation as headmaster, and I also understand teacher, I didn't know that before, but teacher and headmaster of your classical Lutheran day school, I think maybe a couple things ought to be said about that. This congregation has an evangelical freedom attached to the duties of teacher and headmaster to her called and ordained pastor. This congregation may rightly do that. And I, for one, would like to commend this congregation for doing so. But also, I would remind the congregation that what she may never do is forget that God himself has established the pastoral office into which Brennick is being ordained as Christ's own office and that the office of teacher and headmaster has been established by men. He will be your pastor, whether he is headmaster, teacher, or whether he is helping clean up the bathrooms after some children have been naughty. He stands in the office, and that's important for you as much as it is for him. Much also could be said about the school's pursuit of classical Lutheran education. Or maybe we might call it Lutheran catechesis in and through the school. What a tremendous blessing that children learn to pray, that children learn to sing hymns, that children are taught the Holy Scriptures, that children are taught the catechism, and that children are taught how to rightly understand these. Who better than Brennick Christensen to come and do that here? Especially in his office as pastor. Members of the congregation surely ought to be encouraged to participate in this education. Seeing it as a great blessing for them and their children. Children are taught the best of the old ideas. Children are taught to apply those old ideas in the world in which they now live and prepared for the world to come. The old, tried and true seven liberal arts are taught right along with that most precious Lutheran catechesis. The best authors are chosen from antiquity. English 
and Latin grammar are taught. Brothers and sisters in Christ, if you have not come to realize this beautiful education of the Lutheran Reformation, I encourage you to examine it. For the world sorely needs Christian citizens that are educated in this way, just as the reformers Luther, Melanchthon, and Bugenhagen did. So also, God help us to do that today. And let me say from a little bit of experience, don't let the occasional stubborn family or child who will not listen to Jesus cause you to lose hope. What you are doing is you are giving to the church but also society who is blessed by this activity within the church, the best education known to Western civilization. It's true. Don't grow weary. Don't throw in the towel. I promise you, there will be detractors. There will be. But you are no hireling. Don't let them dissuade you. Stand in the office of a called and ordained pastor as you serve as headmaster and teacher. And don't ever forget that your work is a holy work and that your work is a God-pleasing work. Discipline the children within your care. They need it so that they may grow up to become good and honorable citizens. Teach them of Jesus Christ. Remind them of their baptisms often, daily, hourly, I don't care, often. Love your faculty. Treat the parents with respect for they have been given the responsibility of rearing their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, something that faculty and headmaster can never forget. But also don't forget to love Bethany, your dear wife. And don't forget to care and love for your own children too. Your days will be very busy but don't forget them. What advantage would it be to perfectly administer all of your church and school duties, but to alienate God's very precious gifts to you? Therefore, watch yourself so that your vocations as husband and father are not neglected. God has called you to this place your very own Garden of Eden in Sussex. He will sustain you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, Brennick Trevor Christensen has been called by the Lord of the Church into the office of the Holy Ministry of the Word and Sacraments. He has been prepared for this ministry by careful study and prayer. He has been examined and declared ready and prepared to undertake this, sac this sacred responsibility. And by the guidance of God, the Holy Spirit, he has, in the church's usual order, been called to be a pastor of Peace Lutheran Church. According to apostolic practice, he is now presented to be ordained and consecrated to this office established by God.
be with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, Heavenly Father, by the blessed light of your holy word, you have led us to the knowledge of your Son. We humbly implore you to replenish us with the grace of your Holy Spirit, that we may ever walk in the light of your truth. And rejoicing with sure confidence in Christ our Savior, be brought to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hear what Holy Scripture says concerning the institution of the office of the Holy Ministry. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. John 20. Hear what Holy Scripture says concerning the responsibilities of the office of the Holy Ministry. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. John 21. Jesus said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Luke 24. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance, me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 1 Corinthians 11. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy, 
when the Council of Elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. 1 Timothy 4. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God, that not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. 2 Corinthians 3. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. 2 Timothy 4. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. 1 Timothy 3. Our Lord gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Ephesians 4. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, 
to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Acts chapter 20. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. 1 Peter chapter 5. Hear what Holy Scripture says concerning the strength and promise God gives to those in the office of the Holy Ministry. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. 2 Corinthians 10. Continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Dear brother in Christ, the Lord grant that you receive and keep these words in your heart so that you may be strengthened and encouraged in your labors. God gathers his church by and around his holy gospel and thereby also grants it growth and increase according to his good pleasure. That this may be done, he has established the office of the holy ministry into which you have been called by the church and are now to be ordained and consecrated by prayer and the laying on of hands. In the presence of this congregation and before our Lord God, to whom you must give an account now and at the last day, I now ask you, do you acknowledge that the Lord has called you through his church into the ministry of word and sacrament? I do. Do you believe and confess the canonical books of the Old and New Testaments to be the inspired word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? Yes, I believe and confess the canonical scriptures to be the inspired word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice. Do you believe and confess the three ecumenical creeds, namely the Apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian creeds as faithful testimonies to the truth of the Holy Scriptures? And do you reject all the errors which they condemn? Yes, I believe and confess the three ecumenical creeds because they are in accord with the word of God, 
I also reject all the errors they condemn. Do you confess the unaltered Augsburg Confession to be a true exposition of Holy Scripture and a correct exhibition of the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? And do you confess that the apology of the Augsburg Confession, the small and large catechisms of Martin Luther, the small called articles, the treatise on the power and primacy of the Pope, and the formula of Concord as these are contained in the Book of Concord, are also in agreement with this one scriptural faith. Yes, I make these confessions my own because they are in accord with the word of God. Do you promise that you will perform the duties of your office in accordance with these confessions and that all your preaching and teaching and your administration of the sacraments will be in conformity with Holy Scripture and with these confessions? Yes, I promise with the help of God. Will you faithfully instruct both young and old in the chief articles of Christian doctrine? Will you forgive the sins of those who repent? And will you promise never to divulge the sins confessed to you? Will you minister faithfully to the sick and dying? And will you demonstrate to the church a constant and ready ministry centered in the gospel? Will you admonish and encourage the people to a lively confidence in Christ and in holy living? Yes, I will, with the help of God. Finally, will you honor and adorn the office of the holy ministry with a holy life? Will you be diligent in the study of Holy Scripture and the confessions? And will you be constant in prayer for those under your pastoral care? I will, the Lord helping me through the power and grace of his Holy Spirit. Jesus said, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Brennick Trevor Christensen, I ordain and consecrate you to the office of the Holy Ministry of the Word and Sacraments in the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord Jesus pour out on you his Holy Spirit for this office and work that you may faithfully preach the gospel and administer the sacraments. Amen. Amen. Brother Brennick, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But Amos reminds us, the lion has roared. Who will not fear? The, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? And the devil will run because our lion is not a tame one. Dear brother, they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and in the fellowship, in the breaking of the bread and in the prayers. Dear Brennick, you've called, been called into a ministry, into the Lord's ministry, so that we even call it the ministry. And it's so easy when we leave the seminary to think, ah, yes, I've been called to preach and teach and administer the sacraments. 
Well, that is certainly the ministry, but he has called you to be a shepherd and for a particular reason. He called you to be a shepherd, first of all, when you married Bethany, and then when you had children, to be a shepherd, to, as he said to Peter, to feed them and to take care of them, to love them. And uh, <clears throat> he calls all of us to be shepherds because he wants us to follow the pattern of the good shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think St. Paul describes that pattern best in his first letter to the Corinthians, where he says, love is patient and kind. Love is not, does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And that's why you will need so much patience in that love, because there will be lots of times when you will have to endure. So that, Brunick, is your ministry, your service for the Lord, because it's not only important what we do, but how we do it. That, if you will, is your homework. Come, let us magnify the Lord. Let us exalt his name together. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. John 14. St. Paul to Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the brothers, to the believers, in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4. St. Peter reminds us to make every effort, effort to supplement our faith with virtue. In order that you may not lose heart, the Lord provides the virtue of hope, about which he has told us in Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace into which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also rejoice in suffering, knowing that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 6.
Brannick. When Paul was struggling in his ministry, God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. Let his grace be sufficient when you feel weak, and let his grace be your song when you have no words. Pastor Christensen, you are now a pastor in our Lord's Church, yet you remain a husband and a father. Therefore, remember and practice the words of Joshua who said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Pastor Christensen, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard. First Tim Second Timothy 1. John 16.33, I have told you these things that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Pastor Christensen, from Proverbs we read that from the Lord is wisdom, and out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. May our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the very wisdom of God, bless you as you carry forth knowledge and understanding to this congregation and to the students he gives you to teach. Brenna, hear God's word from Psalm 73. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Brennick, show yourself in every respect to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, reverence, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that the evil one would be put to shame. May God enliven you with his spirit and grant you the gifts to remain faithful and steadfast in your ministry in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. St. Brennick, brother pastor, you now have a new family as well as your own. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your whole household. St. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, as surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. Then naming the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that he proclaimed among them, he said, for all God's promises are yes in him. Renick, God bless the ongoing ministry of the risen Christ in the flesh through your preaching of his word and administering his holy mysteries, which promise forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, so that the saints at Peace Congregation and Peace Academy may continue to reach others with the peace of Christ, for in him all promises of God are yes.
Brinnick from Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. Brinnick, live in baptismal vocation and in the call and ordination in which you have received today. Dear brother, hear the word and promise of the Lord. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be prepared to give an answer, a reason for the hope that is within you with meekness and fear. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congregation should stand. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let us pray. O eternal, merciful God, you have spoken through your own dear Son, saying that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers few, and that we should ask you, the Lord of the harvest, to send laborers into your harvest. Hear now our prayer on behalf of Brennick, who this day is ordained and consecrated to be your minister in the church. Strengthen him mightily to take up the word of truth and faithfully to administer your holy sacraments. O Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest, you gave your own life to be a holy and perfect sacrifice for us and for our salvation. Grant Brennick a heart zealous for your people and boldness to guide, comfort, admonish, and serve your congregation with gentleness and wisdom. Fill him, your under-shepherd, with your love that in your name he will seek the straying and bear up the weak Give him the heart never to grow weary, 
in the service of your flock. O Holy Spirit, strengthen and keep Brennick in the word of truth and life and support him in every time of trouble and distress. Make his labors fruitful, and when the day of labor is ended, grant him to come with rejoicing before your presence to receive with all the saints his portion in eternal salvation. To you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all glory and honor, both now and forever. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Brennick Christensen has been called to be a pastor of Peace Lutheran Church. I ask you now, in the presence of God, will you receive him, show him that love, honor, and obedience in the Lord that you owe to the shepherd and teacher placed over you by your Lord Jesus Christ? And will you support him by your gifts and fervent prayer? If so, then answer, we will with the help of God. We will with the help of God. The almighty and most merciful God strengthen and assist you always. Are you willing and ready to assume this public trust and responsibility? I am. Brennick Trevor Christensen, I install you as a pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God and Father, you have graciously promised that through the preaching of the crucified Christ, those who believe in him will be saved. By your Holy Spirit, grant grace to Brennick, whom you have given to be a pastor of Peace Lutheran Church. Grant him readiness and steadfastness in this ministry, patience, understanding, and great zeal. Support and strengthen him in your service, that by your word your church may be built and increased. Through your Son, our great High Priest, Jesus Christ our Lord.
Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we offer before you our common supplications for the well-being of your church throughout the world. So guide and govern it by your Holy Spirit that all who profess themselves, before, profess themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Send down upon the ministers of the gospel and upon the congregations committed to their care the healthful spirit of your grace, that they may please you in all things. Behold, in mercy, all who are in authority over us. Supply them with your blessing, that they may be inclined to your will and walk according to your commandments. We humbly ask your abiding presence in every situation that you would make known your ways among us. Preserve those who travel, satisfy the wants of your creatures, and help those who call upon you in any need, that they may have patience in the midst of suffering and, according to your will, be released from their afflictions. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. For you have mightily governed and protected your holy church, in which the blessed apostles and evangelists proclaimed your divine and saving gospel. Therefore, with patriarchs and prophets, apostles and evangelists, with all pastors and teachers, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying,
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.
Congregation. Some of you are wanting to take the pictures, that's fine. Can retire down the hall and to the left to lay a hall for dinner tonight. Uh, so grab a seat at the table, and when we're through with pictures here, we will join you there for prayer. I want to thank uh, Pastor Kieser for coming to be the preacher today. First Vice President of the South Wisconsin District, Reverend Daniel Torkelson, presiding at the ordination. And for all of our brother pastors uh, who are here from out of town, not the least of which is Dr. Gifford Grobeen from Fort Wayne. Uh, and uh, he looks like uh, Aaron, the priest in the Old Testament. So, the, I, I <clears throat> not only thank you all for being here, I, I wish uh, that you would have sung a little bit louder, though. <laughs> would have been helpful. No. Thank you. So the rest of the congregation is, is free to leave and go down the hall uh, while we take some pictures here. And I'd like to ask the pastors to take the position that you were up here in front.